Come on, we can do a better job. Put our hands together for this man, for the one and only brother, Pastor Baiju. Thank you so much for the work that you do for ICPF and uh, the entire leadership of ICPF. We continue to pray and we partner. May the Lord be with each one of us. Um, as what a powerful worship session that we had. And I had to kind of come in between and cut it short because of the arrangements where we had Pastor Baiju here for the announcements for ICPF. But I wish we continued uh, more and lingered more in that presence. I, I, sometimes what I believe is, you know, in the declaration of who he, he is in our life through songs and worship, we are actually challenging the work of the devil. We are letting the work of the devil know that in my life there is only one person that triumphs and it is the name of Jesus Christ and nothing else can ever shake me because of the understanding I have about who he is. Rest in assured uh, assurance of who Christ is in our life. Is that true? No matter what changes into our seasonal life, uh, but you know, one thing that is ever constant is the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus Christ is constant. People change, words change, uh, technology changes, uh, everything changes. Even the other day, I was fascinated by the understanding that theology was changing in a lot of people, which shouldn't be the case. Theology has to be constant uh, because it depends upon theology, theo plus logi, ology. It is the, the understanding and the knowing of who God is. Everybody's experience about who God differs because of your relationship. Somebody, you know, who is very close to God and knows the heartbeat of God Almighty and somebody who is in a distant, far away place, he does not know the heartbeat of God. He only knows the words or the gestures or the actions. So your theology depends upon how closer you're with God. Your understanding of God changes because God does not change. You change when you come closer to God. God Almighty. And, and, and through this series, we've been understanding and going through a series of frequency and it's about cutting the noise to hear God Almighty. Into a season where we have so much noises around us, I ask and I, I, I ask the church and everybody here, take time, take time that we could spend time in God's presence. In 24 hours that you have, that God has actually gifted you, how much time that we actually spend in the presence of God, hearing from Him. What are the priorities of our life? I am not demeaning the other things that you have to do, the studies, the education, the work, the friendship, the gathering, the fellowship that you may have. You have to do what you got to do, playing part of the world that God has placed you. But what and what are the areas that you prioritize? Are you trying to understand this? What are the areas that you and me prioritize in our life? And today, this morning, uh, as time is going real quick, I will finish my uh, speaking today at 2 o'clock. That's okay, right? Okay, very good. And so as we go forward, you know, this morning, I want to bring your attention towards a, 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 a scripture portion. And I want to bring my framework along, along the, the, the speaking points of on the other side. Sometimes God, you know, in the Bible, we see he takes his people, his disciples to the other side so that they can be away from the noise of the world where he can actually talk to them and instill words of faith and love into their life. 
പല പ്രാവശ്യവും ദൈവം നമ്മളെ പഠിപ്പിക്കാൻ ആഗ്രഹിക്കുമ്പോൾ സാധാരണ ആയിരിക്കുന്ന ഗ്രൂപ്പുകളിൽ നിന്ന് നമ്മളെ ദൈവം ഒറ്റപ്പെടുത്തി മാറ്റിക്കൊണ്ടുപോകും ചില സമയത്ത് നമ്മുടെ ഇടയിൽ ഫ്രണ്ട്ഷിപ്പുകളുടെ ഇടയിൽ ഒരു അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡിങ് മിസ്അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡിങ് ഒക്കെ വരുന്നതിൻ്റെ ഒരു കാരണം ഞാൻ ബൈബിൾ മുഖാന്തരം കണ്ടുപിടിച്ചത് അത് ദൈവം ചില സമയത്ത് കൊണ്ടുവരുന്നത് ആ ഗ്രൂപ്പിൽ അല്പം നാളത്തേക്കൊന്ന് മാറിയിരുന്ന് നീ ദൈവമായിട്ടൊന്ന് സംസാരിക്കാൻ വേണ്ടിയാണ് ദൈവത്തോടൊന്ന് ചേരാൻ വേണ്ടിയാണ് സോ ദു വിൽ കം ക്ലോസർ ടു ഗോഡ് ഇൻ ദോഷ് മോമെന്റ്സ് ഓഫ് യുവർ ലോൺലിനെസ് യു അണ്ടർസ്റ്റാൻഡ് ഓൺലി ഗോഡ് ഈസ് യുവർ കോൺസ്റ്റന്റ് ഹെൽപ്പ് Every other person will walk away. Every other name will walk away. Every other hope will die down. But the name of Jesus will ever be your constant help. And that is the one reason why God is asking us, walk with me to the other side. Walk with me to the other side. Last week I spoke to you about that Jesus invited his disciples to go to the other side. And when they, they were on their way to the other side, what happened? There was a tempest, there was a storm that raised against their boat and everybody was confused and worried. So there was a, 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 a calm before the storm and there's a storm before the calm. So what I'm trying to share here is as Jesus and the disciples are on their way to this other side of the lake, we We see a storm, we see a tempest, we see a struggle. And you know, in, through the Bible you see, you know, as Pastor was mentioning this morning to our Malayalam service, that, that a Christian life will have always, you will face, you will go through storms. God of the Bible has orchestrated storms in your life in a way that the storms will help you understand that it is God and God alone who is your constant help and no other person. Storms of life aligns and helps us to understand that we take our focus from man and put our focus on God. Sometimes storms are good in our life that we really look into God and we understand who He is in our life. We can sing those beautiful songs and we can say, when He walks into the room, everything changes. I know everything changes because He walks into the room. But when He's asking us to travel with Him, you got to change your focus from world around and you change your focus to who Christ is in your life. And this season, maybe in your Christian walk, in your journey, in your family life, you know, sometimes we have to understand that change your focus from manly purposes to God. And if God is the source of your life, everything else will fall in place. And this morning, as we look into, uh, I want to bring your attention towards on the other side. On the other side is good things. Sometimes when we stand on this side, you know, there's a saying that goes like this, you know, uh, uh, the grass is greener on the other side. But when you get there, you get to know that it was the same grass that you saw here. Or it was the same kind of, of atmosphere that you might have faced here. Sometimes, you know, life will give you mirage. Life will give you illuminations of things which is not actually the way it has intended to be. But when you get there and get there, you get to know that it is the same old thing. You know, I was having conversation. I love having conversation people. Sometimes I have conversation with people of all kinds, you know. When I say all kinds, it's all kinds. You, you understand what kinds it is. It is all kinds. In that spectrum of A to Z, it's all kinds of people. Sometimes I have this, you know, I, I was praying the other day. God, you know, when I become a pastor, you know, God gave me a Bible. Sometimes I feel God should have given me a gun too. One brother I was talking to. Sorry, okay. No offense. 
But I was talking to a brother and he said, you know, our Tavra Prashno Pashtri, our Churchy Prashno, Prashno, Prashno. Problem pastor, so much problem pastor in that church also problem. Same story continues. He wherever he goes, there is problem. So what is the problem? <laughs> what is the problem? All God has asked you to do is to journey on with him. Storms will come, struggles will come, tempest will rise. But in those moments of life, it is for you to understand whom you are following. If you continue to look at the storm, you will die. But if you look at the creator, the author, the finisher of our race, no matter what comes in your way, but you know he is the miracle working, the promise keeper, the one who has called me is faithful until the end of my race. And he is my constant help. God gives me the strength to move forward. In Mark chapter 5 verse 1 onwards is a beautiful scripture that we come across. We come across and we read Mark chapter 5 verse 1 onwards. I'm going to read it real quick with you. If you have the Bibles that charges you or if you have a Bible that you have to charge, please open it. Scroll through that. Let's read it together. Mark chapter 5 verse 1. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he, was, he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles to pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him night and day among the tombs and on the mountains. He was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from far away, he ran and fell down before, before him. Here's the story. We know the story. We have heard the preaching. But there are moments and situations in our life. That you have tried to control yourself. I'm not saying that people here are demon possessed. But what I'm trying to share here is, you know, there are times and situations in our life where we are trying to control ourselves too. We are trying to control those addictions of our life. We are trying everything possible to subdue that nature, that evil carnal nature of man. But all you could do and everything you could do has failed thus far in your life. And that is the moment you have to realize that Jesus steps into that season. You try to do everything possible in your own way and understanding. This man was possessed with evil spirit and people came to and bind him. People tried to put him in shackles and chains and he bound himself in the tombs so that he can be away from the city. City folks never liked this guy. He was all by himself and at that moment Jesus steps into that situation. This is my word for the church. Jesus had to go through the storm to get to this person that makes me understand that this person was a valuable person in the sight of God Almighty. That he chose to go through the water. He chose to go to the storm. Why? Because somebody out there is valuable in the sight of God Almighty. How can you and me travel here? Storms come. Situations arise. God has never asked you to walk back from it. But face it. 
taking up the challenges because there's on the other side, there is somebody waiting. On the other side, there is somebody waiting for a healing touch, for a loving affection. There is somebody waiting for you. There's somebody waiting for you. Oh, come on. There is somebody waiting for you. This week, I want you to understand and resonate this word. Words in your mind, there is somebody waiting for you. I am thankful to the people who have brought the loving grace of Jesus Christ into my life. But I understand this week, there is somebody waiting for me outside who needs to hear, who needs to know the loving touch of Jesus Christ. And at the name of Jesus, every demon will flee. At the name of Jesus, every shackles will break. At the name of Jesus Christ, every darkness has to move because the name of Jesus has the power to overcome. And it is in the power of God Almighty's name, you and me go. When you stand, you stand in the authority of who Jesus is. Hey, this is what I have to make you. If President Trump walks into this room, I hope he will. He doesn't have to shout and let everybody know, I am the president. If somebody has to announce it to the entire world that you are powerful, then you are doubting in your own power. Is that true? If you are shouting out loud about, I am powerful, I have a power, I have the nuclear weapons. And you, if, you, if you continue to keep down and keep saying that, you are actually doubting on your own power. You know, people with great power will never walk into any room and say, I have the power. They just show up. Things change. Is that true? You have to understand this in a spiritual realm. You have to see that. When a person in greater authority, oh, I have shared this story, I think a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I believe, about uh, this woman of God that I respect a lot is... Uh, uh, I've been reading a book called God's Generals, amazing book. And I would want my, the youth group, the English service th our team to read that book. Amazing book. God's Generals is a book about around 50 to 60 mighty men and women of God who has uh, done greater things for the Lord, but also has failed. Has a lot of failures in their life. But also it talks about their comeback. In the, and one of the stories was the story of Sister Catherine Pullman. We know the person by name, but when you walk into, when you understand, when you read through the story, you understand. This, this sister had a problem. She was an amazing woman of God, did amazing things for the God's kingdom and establishing a lot of churches and ministries. But what happened down the lane was she engulfed into a lot of sinful practices, her life lost. And more than 10 years of her life, she wandered away from the presence of God. But, but. There was a turning point. There was a turning point when she said, God, I still believe in you and your loving grace. I am ready to come back. Sister Catherine Coleman prayed and she came back in that spirit and in that authority. She walked into a hotel room in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And this is what the story helps us to understand from the biographies that I was reading. Is that when she walked into that hotel room, people started wailing and crying and repenting. She didn't even touch anybody. She didn't preach. All she did was prayed up and showed up. Two things. Prayed up and showed up. The moment she was prayed in her secret room and asking God to forgive from all the sins that she has committed, 
And God helped her that her life and through her, she became a carrier of God's presence that changed the life of every single person that encountered that presence. She didn't go and pray for anybody. But in that hotel room, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. And that day, by, I mean, the, the, the story helps us to understand. People gave their life and that broke a revival in the city of Tulsa. And we see through the ORU, the Oral Roberts University, and a lot of stuff that happens after that. There's a movement that God brought out through revival. Yes, of course, revival had its peak. And also because people cannot contain themselves. And in the peakness of their highest status, you know, I pray God. This is my prayer. Every inch that you take me higher, every time, you know, thank you so much for the words of appreciation that people use to, uh, 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 sometimes I feel that I don't deserve it, you know. I don't deserve it. But my prayer is, God, whenever people do that, I want to humble myself more, more, and more. I want to lower myself more. Because I've through the stories of other, you know, one of the things you have to understand, when you see failures in others' life, that's a lesson for you to learn. And from the stories that I've seen, you know, being involved in ministry for almost 20 plus years right now, I have seen people rise up and everything that rises up, the business terms are, it falls down. How the Mighty Fall is one of the beautiful books that I read in my MBA, MBA program. And I see all ministers and ministries that rise up, but because they cannot contain themselves and humble themselves in the sight of and the presence of God and finding the favor and the stature and the image that as they grow up in between people, they always crush and crumble and fall down. I pray God that help me that we will stay humble. Our church will stay humble. The leadership here will stay humble. Humility is a huge aspect of our walk in Christ Jesus. And here in this story, we understand there is a man who was bound for many years. For many years, people tried to chain him. Every situation who was having, you know, people tried to chain him. And he used to break those chains, break those shackles and come out of that. He used to cry for hours all night. He used, there was no help coming in his direction. But one day, situation changed. Because master walked into that island. Now here's something that I have to talk to you about. Spiritual warfare because this is part of this book. Jesus knew that outside on the other side of the lake. When he is taking those disciples. There is a man who is bound by evil spirits. People may talk and say that this is a psychological problem he is going through. And he's a mental and all that situation and all that stories. But Jesus knew the real side of the story is this man has been bound by evil spirits. And Jesus started to trek on these raging waters to get to this man. And on this way, what happened? What happened? There was a violent wind and the storm that raised against the boat that Jesus was traveling. And what did Jesus do? One, he rebuked. You don't rebuke natural elements. And Jesus doesn't have to do that. You rebuke the natural elements when the natural elements are taken over by spiritual forces. Are you trying to understand this? In spiritual warfare, you got to know this. And many times it has happened with me. You know, there was a, many years ago, I was about to go pray for a sister. Um, you know, in, in, a, in, in a, almost uh, 20 miles away from my church location. And I was on my way. I was on my way. I said at 7.30, I will be there. All of a sudden, I was on my bike back in Bangalore. I was on my bike. All of a sudden, I don't know where this cow came in between. And this cow, not a cow, this cow came and hit my bike. And I fell down. 
And the next moment I see this is a huge big couch. Thank you, Modi Sarkar, for not allowing. All <laughs> you know, the next moment I see was this cow was on me. Right? What I understood at that point was I left that scene. I immediately, I had some bruises and scratches. I, I left that scene. I went to this place. I was about to pray, right? I was about to pray. While I was praying, while I was praying, the, the evil spirit in the lady started talking. Now hear this very carefully. The evil spirit in this lady started talking. And this is what the, the evil spirit. I saw you in that circle and I sent a cow to attack and kill you. This lady doesn't know who I am. But the evil spirit in her knows. You have to understand the situation here. Before your miracle all the time, you have to go through some storms in life. Before a great miracle that God shows up, you go through some storms of life. There is always a spiritual warfare that the church of Christ has to go through. And we never take it lightly. There is a spiritual warfare. The devil is always trying to put you down. Why? Because he knows the promises of God in over your life. And that's the reason he doesn't want. The only problem devil has in the entire world. The only problem. Anybody who tries to maintain a good fellowship and relationship with God. The devil is after that person. It's not just about your spiritual gifts. It's not just about what you can show on a platform here. But if you in your secret place are having and building a quiet place with God Almighty. Building a relationship and fellowship with God. The devil is after that. Oh, I can prove it to you from the scriptures here. I can prove it to you. Praise the Lord. If you are, I mean, Chumma Erikina Vishwasiya. That. When we try to pluck some, uh, some fruits, we look into a tree that has fruits on it. We try to pluck it. If you are valuable, you are under attack. Many years ago, a couple of years ago in Springfield, Missouri, I was playing, um, trying to play basketball with my friends. Please don't laugh. Trying to play, right? And at that point, I realized something. After a few minutes, I realized even the, and th the reason why I'm recollecting the memory after I went back home because of a small story that happened yesterday. Even the opponent team was passing the ball to me. I'm like, what's going on? Even the opponent team was passing the ball. Justin, take it, take it. Because they know I don't have the ability to score with the ball. And they were always around the so-called MVPs, the most valuable players. They were kind of around this person. Why? I mean, later when I was going through the scriptures, I understand whatever is valuable, the devil tried to block it. Are you valuable? You are targeted. You are under target. You are targeted by the evil spirit. You are under, but you need the protection of the Lord Almighty. And because you are most valuable in the sight of God, he marches for you and he stands up for you. That's the promise of the good Bible that we read. Hallelujah. 
That is a promise that we have in through the scriptures. And here in the story, I see and I read about a man who was bound by evil spirit. But even though he was bound by evil spirit, in the sight of God, he was an MVP. For God, he was most valuable person. Why? Because he it was made in the perfect image of God Almighty. The evil spirit has taken over his life, but still. Can you come here? I'm just gonna. Now just imagine this is the guy bound. Okay? I want you to fold your hands. Look like you're bound. No smile. Okay, you're crying. Right? Don't cry now. For God, for God. For me, this man is bound. I don't want to go closer to him because he does not fit into my class. Doesn't fit into my image. He doesn't wear a suit like me. Just wears some kind of jeans and t-shirt. And but for God, in the sight of God, he's valuable. He might be put on with evil spirit and through the scripture. I'm not saying this guy, through the scriptures here. But for God, he is valuable. For God, he steps into the scene, moves forward through the raging ocean or the storms of life. Oh, can you understand? He had to go through the cross to save you. Is that not amazing? He had to go through. He endured the cross. And Bible helps us to understand. He endured the cross with joy and rejoice. Why? Because when he knew that he had to go through the cross. On the other side of the cross was abundant life for some of us. That we could sit and gather in this house and we can declare. God I worship you for who you are in my life. That you have come down to rescue me. Even though when I was sitting down in the sinful ways and the addictions of my life. You stepped down in the season and for God I am valuable and for God claims it's valuable nobody your value comes from God not from people praise the Lord hallelujah the Apple, Apple industry can give a value to my phone my iPad Zondowin can give the value to the printed Bible but your value comes from not the kind of glasses you wear, the kind of vehicles you drive, but your value comes from you. You have been stamped in value by heaven and heaven has given you a value. No man can ever snatch that value away from your life. This guy, for people, he was not valuable. He was another demon-possessed guy, but God of the Bible stepped down to rescue him. As we move forward, we understand. Verse 8 is where I have to, I have to, oh, come on. Verse 7, let's read verse 7 here. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? So this is my story. Every evil spirit in the world knows who Jesus is. Born again, Pentecostals. Sometimes I don't have to fill the sentences. People understand. Verse 8. For he was saying to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Verse 9. Listen to this very carefully. Pay attention. And Jesus asked him, what is, you, you know my name and you know my identity, but what is your name? What is your name? He replied, I am legion. And this is my, this is my message here. Even though this story talks about the literal 
evil spirits tormenting this guy. I'm not talking about the possession that you and me might have from evil spirit. But we all go through this, the tormenting nature of evil spirit in every walk of our life. Is it not true? Is it not true? Praise the Lord. Married people, is it not true? We go through tormenting lifestyles of evil spirit all through our life. People not, not. But there is a spiritual warfare all the time that is, I will talk about that, Pastor. I am going through spiritual warfare in my house this weekend. Come on. But Jesus asked this person the question, what is, you have, you know who I am, but I want to know who you are. And all of, Lord of us are, here we have the name and the identities of the special me, the word me. Who are you? It's the word, the question Jesus, what is your name? Can you reveal yourself? The many me's of my life that has kept me distant from the love and the affection of Christ Jesus. The many me's, what are they? The addicted me, the lonely me, the lying me. The me that doesn't want to align with anything, the me's of our life. You have to name yourself today. There are those demonic oppressions that are ruling our families. And I pray that we will come out of that generational curse in the name of Jesus. And through the blood and the saving work of Jesus. Because my father had to go through, you don't have to go through. Because your sister had to, you don't have to go through. In the living blood of Jesus Christ, every curse has been broken. You don't have to go through the same circles of the demonic me's of your life. Reveal who you are. You don't stop hiding in your tombs. Break those chains and come to the presence of Jesus Christ. Can I have the worship team behind me? Come to the presence of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. He and he alone is the king of kings, the prince of peace, the life giver. And he is the only one that we need in our life. Jesus walked into the other shore. You know, as Pastor Baiju was mentioning just now, Sometimes during our preaching, we can get into the emotional high and we can respond real quick and clap and I can make you laugh. I've been doing this business for many years, so I know how to get people. But more than all of that, more than all of that, more than all of this, I want you to understand this season of our life, there is somebody waiting on the other side, wanting to hear, wanting to feel, wanting to have a touch and the love of Jesus. What is the point of us coming here, spending three hours every week that we don't live to what the Word of God actually explains and talks to us? We need to go back and start living through the Word of God. Help and understand ourselves and our conscience to live through the Word of God. And for Jesus, He walked to the other side. Why? Because there was a most important person on the other side waiting. You don't value people. God has already valued them. All you got to do is pray up and show up. God will do his business. Pray up and show up in your business. God will show up. Pray up and show up in your workplace. God will do his work. Pray up and show up in your school. God will do his work. Pray up and show up in your fellowship. God, let God be who he is. And he will reveal his power. Oh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. Verse 14. I'm going to really wind it up in another three minutes here. Verse 14 onward. 
the herdsmen fled and told it in the city and the country and people came to see what it was that has happened they came to Jesus they saw the demon possessed man the one who had legion sitting there listen to this very carefully you can underline the next word it says and when they saw him and they when they saw him they found him clothed and in his right mind one clothed and in his right mind ഒരു സമയത്ത് നഗ്നനായി നടന്ന വ്യക്തിയെ യേശു കണ്ടു കഴിഞ്ഞപ്പോൾ വസ്ത്രം അവന്റെ ജീവിതത്തിലേക്ക് വന്നിട്ടുണ്ട് and in the in the speaking terms theologically when we understand you and me were naked in this world but it is a saving grace of Jesus Christ and the garment of salvation that has come and that has separated us from the nakedness of the world he has rescued us naknai pabathikarnayenne christuvinde rakshana vastram darichada avante snegamanana marthu pogalla let's all stand up in god's house Let's all stand up in God's house. But here in the story you come across because we know the story I'm going real quick. Jesus came, Jesus healed. This man had new clothes on him. He looked really good. Everybody came and they're looking at this this is the same guy. He was screaming and crying, right? He was screaming all night. He was doing all stuff and things. He was naked. what happened to this guy i see a change in him the reason is christ stepped into his life but here's the story we know from the story that the evil spirit left this guy and entered what entered what the pigs how many pigs are some of you like oh that is so much bacon pastor 2000 pigs and all of them have dead and gone right all of them you know the story the interesting part of the story is people came back after that and told Jesus can you leave this place and get away this is my understanding of the scripture the devil is always after your personal encounters your personal relationship if Jesus would stay there any longer the story begins with one man changing but if Jesus stays there for any longer it is a community that will come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ and the evil spirit says the people in the evil spirit, they come and say to Jesus please leave this place and get away we don't want you any longer here get away from here people start chasing Jesus away in the story of job what happens the devil comes in the sight of god almighty and says god you touch his life you touch his inheritance he will curse you he will renounce you and the devil will always be after whatever you value the most in your life that because the devil knows if he can take away the most valuable thing in your life you will walk away from god is that your story today i'm trying to build somebody's faith i know a family i know a family in my ministry life who had to go through the death of two of their children grown up 
21 and 17. Grown-up children. And all of a sudden, they had to go through the pain of separation. It is not easy for any parent who had to go through that. I was there in that situation. I showed the brokenness. But when they were, in, in, in the, when they were speaking during the, the funeral, the father stood and she said, the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord Almighty. Every blessing, every valuable thing that you and me have in our life should never come in between the relationship that we share with Christ Jesus. The relationship is important. Devil will try to put away the relationship that you're trying to build with God Almighty. Today, we can say, God, I will never let any of my possessions, any of my wealth, any of my valuable things to come in between my love for you. My God has walked the smile for us. He has gone through the cross for us. My friends, we may go through Red Sea, we may go to the Jordan, but in all of our conquest, my God is victorious. The God of the Bible, who has done it earlier, is about to do it again. Have your faith in Him. Build your life around Him. And you will never find yourself on a sinking sand. You will find yourself on the rock of ages, the rock of salvation that Jesus Himself is. Let's look to the Lord.